And that's when I said, so if I do do it, just kill her first, and then no one will ever know. So, um, welcome, everybody. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why do you say, why do you say, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with me. Who, who hurt you? <laughs> A lot of people. Um, <laughs> I need you, I need you to take it back. So this was supposed to be our intro for, goodness, this is supposed to be our spoiler alert you sick for <laughs> House of the Dragon review. So we're doing a, we're doing an episode uh, recap of the premiere. Um, heavy spoilers ahead. We are not gonna, kind of like with WandaVision, we're not gonna like, we're not going to try and beat around the bush or stay spoiler free because it's just too hard. And with TV, um, you know, people are going to be watching this show forever. So right. if you are listening to this, please go watch the show already. If you haven't already, um, please go watch the show already. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's close enough. I understood. Anyway, if you're here, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed House of the Dragon. Um, we hope you enjoy listening to our thoughts on House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. um, and we will see you regularly throughout the series. Yep. These will all be filled with spoilers. Uh, so 100%. This is your warning. This is your warning. Stay tuned. Enjoy. Enjoy. Let's do it. Let's, 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 let's jump in. It has been three years now mm-hmm. since Game of Thrones ended. Correct. Approximately. Yeah. Um, almost exactly. We just got the first episode of House of the Dragon. We did, which is a prequel. It's set yeah. almost two hundred years before right the events of like the Game of Thrones. The prologue and the premiere, I think, is exactly two hundred years, and then like and then like one seventy five, and then yeah, it jumps like ahead that. to like a hundred hundred seventy five or something like right. that. I think. Either already or maybe later on in the season. Right. So, I think that with how poorly Game of Thrones ended, according allegedly. Yeah, because you're allegedly well, Game you're, of Thrones season eight was a bad one. I mean, it was. I'm <laughs> objectively season seven and eight I, <laughs> were tr- a truncated nightmare. I think that it might be kind of an uphill battle to bring audiences back for House of the Dragon. It, yeah, I think so. However, they're off to a good start. Honestly, they're off to a much... I was kind of the same. I was very cautiously optimistic. Um, but I think you're totally... They're off to a better start than I could have ever imagined. And I think the key... The key thing that like brought me back into this show was the fact that it felt like like some OG Game of Thrones. Yes. Like there's so much in the first episode, there is so much plotting and scheming and you can already tell after after an hour that every single person that surrounds the current king or you know is Involved with his affairs, from his brother to his advisors to people who don't even like exist in that sphere are like vying for the Iron Throne, and it, it it's a show that like returns to the idea of like what the whole intent of the original Game of Thrones is about, 
was all of these people battling for supremacy to 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 take place at the top and then obviously you know you have your your grounding characters your characters that kind of either fall into power or don't want any part of that power i don't think we've gotten that character yet cuz i think in in the original series john snow was that character he was kind of the reluctant leader throughout his character arc I don't think we've seen that character show up yet, and we might not get that kind of character, which is totally fine. But it's like I said, you you get so much of that just just that that under the table, super you're you're super unsure of what people's motivations are just off the start, just right off the bat. You already don't know what people are planning, and it's kind of sketchy. Right, you're, and it like gets you. It gets the cogs turning again. And yeah, I haven't really felt that with Game of Thrones since like the original. The you know probably like the first three or four seasons of the show. Well, and I think it was so necessary for them to build this first episode in that way. And the first episode of Game of Thrones was very similar, but I tend to kind of think that this was almost a better pilot episode than the first episode of Game of Thrones because it had a little bit more freedom in that it's already in a world that is established. It's it's one that right. we already know. Now, it's a story that we don't know because mm-hmm. uh, all we really get of, you know, the um, Targaryens on the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones right. is mostly what we know about the Mad King. Right. This version <laughs> of the Targaryens is in all in most respects a very peaceful one right and there there are even mentions of king viserys being a peacetime king right and i think that kind of to your point maybe we're starting out with that reluctant leader like he's the king that that's true it's not it's i don't know that he didn't want to be king but he certainly wasn't expecting it right and he probably wasn't deserving of it either and he's one of the better people in this pot in this premiere like he's right yeah uh, clearly like obviously and you can um credit to patty considine dean i don't know how to say his last name who who portrays viserys he you know he obviously has motivations to have a son and it kind of it kind of blinds him to what's in front of him which is a daughter who is like a clear successor to him and it also like it comes with consequences too right because his wife after how she said like three miscarriages and two children that died out of the womb or something right. like something after like a that. ton of like failed attempts to have a son it, it was like it ended up being she well she only has one daughter right right so it ended up being like six of seven right like what what she whatever. says is like her final pregnancy in this premiere ends up being what kills her and their son doesn't make it out alive either right it, it his his motivations come with heavy consequences and I like that we get that early because it, it seems like he is now motivated to like like you said kind of be that that not necessarily like not necessarily like the reluctant leader but to be that leader that like Sean Bean's character was in season 1 that guy that kind mm-hmm. of just brings you back to center and in and shows you that there are like good people in the world of Game of Thrones it's just like like you said too to piggyback off what you said it's it, it's crazy that it's, that it's a Targaryen that's 
that is our kind of like grounded good character because what is the, the saying is like when a when a Targaryen is born the gods flip a coin or something like that and that's kind of alluding to the fact that they're either like a a truly good presence or a truly bad presence in the world and Viserys is one of those actual like good presences in the seven kingdoms and it's kind of cool to see like as much as I love like Daenerys storyline I think they botched it at the end obviously but you know we only hear about the Mad King and then we get Daenerys who eventually does fall into madness and it's just it's good to see that change that change for the house Targaryen to see like a couple good people but then you also you know you get Matt Smith's um Targaryen who plays Viserys brother who clearly is of the other side of that coin right that the gods flip when a Targaryen is born and he's one of those guys he was like as far as like character intrigue goes I would say he's the most intriguing to me because you don't bring on Matt Smith I mean you could you could bring on Matt Smith to be eventually killed off in the end of this season or season two or, or whenever but he brings so much of that of that plotting not plotting um what sort I'm trying to think of like scheming, scheming he's yeah. a schemer right and you you get that so quickly out of him yeah again like this pilot does so many things well that you want out of a pilot it establishes brand new characters puts you into a world luckily for them the game of thrones is already an established world but it puts you into a new version of that world that still feels different from where you originally started with game of thrones it puts you into that world so so seamlessly it establishes intrigue and conflict it does all the things you want a pilot to do and it doesn't just assume that you know the world you're in and know what you're getting into it gives you the elements you need to kind of latch on to a new a new series well and part of i think part of the intrigue with house of the dragon um is we obviously because it's a prequel we know kind of the end point um right and it allows us as fans to do a lot of just speculation and that's one of the great things that made game of thrones great Mm -hmm. is it was so open for um you know predictions for speculation there it's the reason why we talk about Mm -hmm. game of thrones why we still talk about it why we you know as it was releasing um why the world was kind of captivated to find out who wins this game right in this case you know we kind of know the outcome we yes. know eventually that there is, you know, the Targaryens will lose the throne and gain it back. Right. But we really don't know anything up until that point other than names. Uh, you know, occasional names right. along the Targaryen family line. Yeah. Um, I think that in, you know, if I had my way with this show. Yeah. Um, I Well, first, let me just say this. I don't think we have confirmed a second season yet. I heard I rumblings so. that HBO was pretty pretty much they're like prepared to pull the trigger we'll on a second it. season yeah. if the ratings are high. Um, yeah. dude, the premiere pulled in ten million viewers. Yeah, for HBO, I mean that's like again that's like peak Game of Thrones levels of 
of for a premiere too. Right. So I for think, a series that has no establishment I whatsoever. I, read, I think I read that the pilot of Game of Thrones opened with two point two million, mm-hmm. which for a you know a new title is pretty good. Right. At, for at the time was it also climbed, for HBO too. It also was, climbed to like dozens of millions overnight. So right, they like right. Game of Thrones took off. Yeah. And if they see anything close to that with this pilot, oh, they're gonna, I think we're going to see a greenlit season two pretty quickly. They're going to be all in. Uh, now, one of, go ahead. Go, so uh, let me just finish this point is kind of what I'm loving already about how much we, how much room there is for us to speculate on this show. If it were left up to me, it's not, um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see... We're not execs at HBO. I would I don't love know if to you see that. multiple seasons that bring us all the way up to the Mad King. Like, I, yeah. w- I want to see the Targaryen family line play out as as far as we can take it. Like, right. I want to see the downfall of the Targaryens. I, like, I want right. to see... Oh, yeah. I want to see... And that's, and that's why I kind of thought of this as you were talking about Matt Smith, is his character, Daemon Targaryen, I think... Mm-hmm kind of opens the door for a a more brutal Targaryen family. Right. And he's already he's already shown his hand. Like he is right. he is willing to use brutality for his own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um and I hope that over the course of however many seasons of the show we get, if if they're smart, I think they bring this all the way up to Game of Thrones. They could. It'll take some time jumps because right. obviously they're I, well. I don't know. Obviously, they're not going to make you know ten seasons of right. this show. Well, they have a hundred seventy-two years of of ground to cover. Right. They've got a lot of time to kill. But obviously, like um, in those one hundred seventy, it's like all one hundred seventy-two of those years were like war times right. or yes. times of strife. Like it, it would make it would be I think pretty easy to make those kinds of jumps because like I think this. Um, this current story arc is based on it's based on one of the uh one of the books that George R. R. Martin's written um Fire and Blood that's the name of the novel mm-hmm. and Fire and Blood is like a it's a it's a a piece it's almost like an extended appendix basically of like Targaryen history mm mm-hmm. mhm and this current like story is an adaptation of like the second volume of that of like those books right. so you have like in place you have everything that happens but it's more from like like a like a historian's perspective like you don't get all those small like what this an advantage i think this show has over game of thrones is that you have basically an established extended outline of the story they're telling. Whereas with Game of Thrones, you had a thousand pages of content per season to kind of like try and divvy up into 10 episodes. And then you had two, two stories, two full books that are still not done. Hey, George R. R. Martin, write your fucking books. So like, no, 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 no. They had to HBO. Let's not get ahead of the books. Hey, HBO. Also have a little patience, have a little patience or also David Benioff and DB Weiss, maybe take HBO's money because they would have given them infinite money to finish that series. They would have given them infinite money. George R. R. Martin could have come on and give them, given them more story beats and said, okay, here's more where we need to go. Here's where these guys are going. Instead, they were just like, now we need 16 episodes, and that'll be it. We need two more seasons. That was fine. 
We need two more seasons to tell five more seasons of stories. Whatever. It's fine. It's good. Whatever. That's whatever. It's whatever. Fine. Anyway, like the fact that they don't have that issue to deal with, I think, again, that that's another like advantage this story has going for it. Because you can read, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can read uh, Fire and Blood and like know what's going to happen in this season. Mm-hmm. But it's a very, like I said, it's a very truncated, it's like, it's like Tolkien's appendixes, appendices of like the Lord of the Rings lore. It's right. like that. It's like 700 pages of like 500 years worth of Targaryen history just kind of told in bits and pieces with a little bit of detail, but not enough to like tell a full story. And so the creators get to work with George R. R. Martin and go, okay, how do you want to fill in these holes? How do you want to expand in this 20-year period of, of Targaryen of, of Targaryen strife or, or war or whatever? So I think that kind of the last point that I would like to touch on is um, I think already they have pretty brilliantly established um, Princess Rhaenyra as yes. um, the eventual at least deserving successor of the Iron Throne. Now, right, right. Th- th- what we're going to watch play out is how and if she gets there. Yes. But I think that the way that they established her character <clears throat> and the strength that her character showed, uh-huh. while also still just being, you know, like she is, at, at the end of the day, she is still just a kid. Yes, right. And so she she was kind of put in a position where she had to show at times more strength than even mm-hmm. her father, the King. Right. And so we're going to get to watch her. We're, we're picking up her story at an interesting time where she's right. She's starting to be responsible enough that she's going to have to start taking on, you know, some, she's going to have to start fighting some of her own battles right. within, you know, the Targaryen family. Yep. While at the same time, like at her core, she just, She's just a princess who wants to, you know, train her dragons, basically. Like, that's what she right. loves. Um, I think there are very obvious um, similarities to Daenerys. And that was, uh, obviously, that's an intentional choice. Like, and, and the right. the similarities are, are right there. You know, like these strong female characters, young leaders who, in some ways, are kind of forced to... Um, to take the reins, so to speak. Right, right. But I think having a having a character, um, especially with you know knowing the history of the Targaryen family and mm-hmm. how you know Daenerys ends up. Right. I think that they did just about as as good of a job as you could have hoped for right. establishing her character as yep that next or previous. Right. The the previous you know strong, strong female leader of the Targaryen family. So right, I'm I don't know. I'm very interested to see how she ends up, and d- does she have a downfall similar to the other Targaryen leaders? Right is is that kind of is that is that turn towards violence kind of just something that every Targaryen leader at some point has to either embrace or overcome. And, and right. it's interesting to see how she's going to do that. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And, like, 
I don't know. It's just cool to have like a, I like your idea about like, what if like, and I don't know, like it just depends on like how much ground they cover in this first season. But like, yeah, what if every season is like a whole new cast of, of Targaryens? Because you wouldn't have to go that far. No, you like, wouldn't. In in reality, what maybe forty five, fifty years, and you yeah. have a whole new, a whole, a new, whole new family, a whole new story to tell, a right. whole new, whole new family squabbles. And if we can watch that, you know, slowly take a turn towards darkness, because all we were ever told, at least throughout the majority of Game of Thrones, is how violent. And how kind of ruthless the Targaryens were as leaders. Right. Like they're the reason why the Iron Throne is kind of seen as mm-hmm. a. It's it's more of a. I guess, obviously, any any king or or any leader of a country or a realm or whatever is going to be powerful. But the Targaryens, when they're on the throne, it's kind of seen as absolute power in 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 a lot of ways whereas some of the other leaders that we got to see in game of thrones and and right now this king viserys they're i don't want to say that they're like hands-off leaders but they're Mm -hmm. they're happy to let their people you know let the kingdom kind of function however it needs to right Function um, and flourish. Function and even. flourish, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, you like, know, we don't even hear about like Baratheons no. or or um, uh, well, we Starks. Get, we get we one get like mention of when they pledge their loyalty to Rhaenyra in that scene where that he announced where yes. Viserys announces, you know, that my successor is is Rhaenyra, and you get like you hear Baratheon and you hear Stark well, in in the duel also or in the um. The tournament that they're oh hosting. yeah yeah there are I think just Baratheons I don't think we heard Starks but there were so. Baratheons in the in the tournament right but I I think that they have this episode set them up perfectly to have basically absolute freedom with this story pretty much right yeah. like they can do anything that they want I just hope my hope is that eventually they show us the Targaryens that we heard of their reputation right in game of thrones because yeah. this is very clearly not the same targaryen family right you know that that the world knows 200 years from now right so what happened and right. that's what i'm excited to see yeah i'm excited to see all the plotting and scheming and and warmongering and just brutality that like the targaryens are known for but like they did a good job of kind of setting up like oh maybe some of them are okay right you know is it going to be this one or or who's it going to be? And, and it, I, it, I like that. I like that, like, not knowing. Yeah. Right? Because there are so many Targaryens around. Right. And I also like that it's just purely focused on the Targaryens. Because their history, according to Game of Thrones, is, like, the rife with just, with just like, it's fire and blood. Right? Like, that's right. the whole, the well, whole and, idea behind it. really, it, where we're picking up the story the Iron Throne is also already established. Like, yeah. we, this story kind of, it, it kind of just shows that the fight for the Iron Throne in a lot of ways is eternal. It's mm-hmm. infinite. There will always, there will always be and has always been a fight over who sits on the Iron Throne. Right, and it, it will never and end. even in times of peace, that is just scheming and backstabbing maybe it's not violence but right we're we're <clears throat> picking up where maybe this you know 
this weasley little Damon Targaryen right. is is starting to plot for who gets who gets yeah. the throne next. Right. And you can also pretty easily imagine that this same fight has happened over and over and over it's, since right. the establishment of the throne. It's a wheel, right? It's, right. Uh, someone yeah. mentions that in Game of Thrones, how like this whole like the conflict they're in right now is just part of the wheel and mm-hmm. it just keeps on spinning. Round and round it goes and it never it never stops. Yeah. And this show establishes that perfectly. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like a warm blanket that they couldn't like, they really, I don't think could have done any better. Like they, they really nailed this premiere and it, it's like, got me really excited for the, the season. Like yeah. I'm pumped now. I'm actually pumped and I'm pumped to sit down with you and talk about it for the rest of the fall. We haven't done a TV show in a long time. I know it's, it's been, did we do what? Did, what? Right, well, we did Wandavision. Was that the last TV show we did? It might have been. No, no, we did Midnight Mass. We did Midnight but that Mass. Was a, kind of. We did a kind of hour and a half long episode. Yeah, we did a huge recap. <laughs> so I think our plan uh, to kind of wrap things up. I think our plan will be right now. We'll do probably every few episodes because to do one of these every week for ten weeks It'd be would tiring. be tough and tiring yeah and i think now that there's nine episodes left every three just kind of unless there's like a a clear like end to an arc in like episode four or something like obviously it'll do an emergency podcast we will we will but we do plan on you know sticking with these recaps because i think we're both pretty excited about what's to come we were both very uh very very pro house of the dragon yeah and it seems like a lot of people are yeah 10 plus million viewers on the premiere. Good good word of mouth from critics and audiences alike. I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready I'm ready to see what I'm ready to I'm, see what comes next. I'm also excited because this kind of feels like in a way redemption for us. Yeah. We we not that we even had a podcast during Game of Thrones, but I've had several people tell me oh. like dude, like I, I, you guys, what if you guys would have had a podcast during Game of Thrones? Like Dude, we could have done, oh. we could have done eight seasons worth of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. And so this feels like our chance to kind of, yeah, to kind of hop on the train that we missed. True. Very true. Because we, you know, we, we, the front row podcast was not established right in for any of Game of Thrones. Very true. It was over true. before we even started. It was, so it, it was actually, kind of, it ended the year we started. Literally the year we became, we sat down and finally went, all right, let's Cause it ended, think what, about in the springtime of 2019. Of 2019. Yeah. We started fall 2019. So yeah. we, we missed it by a summer. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad that we can finally, I'm glad there's some Me too, Game man. of Thrones content for us. To also, I'm on. just, I'm excited that there's another pre- prequel show out there that's Kind of, obviously there's just one episode. So like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to do a lot to prove, but like yep. this premiere is kind of like leaning into the idea that maybe there shouldn't be a stigma around prequels being bad. Yeah. Like better call Saul proved that you can have an amazing, amazing television show that rivals the creator that it stemmed, the creation that it stemmed from mm-hmm. in quality and character and storytelling across the board. I would argue in many ways that as a fan of Breaking Bad and of Better Call Saul, a Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad in a lot of ways. I never thought I would say that about a prequel show, movie, whatever, in my life. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul proved that it's possible, and I think House of the Dragon is going to prove that it's not hard. Well, and- That it can be done if you 
put the right people behind it and you put the right effort into it. Yeah, if you if you put the effort into production, which by all accounts it seems like they are pulling out all the stops, like they are not right. cutting any corners with this show. Right. Um, <clears throat> pretty much, you know, minus I guess if you want to say it, the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any TV show that HBO touches turns to gold. In the last, like, like uh, really? since Game of Thrones, yeah. Even before Game of Thrones. It's yeah. just, na- for whatever reason, Game of Thrones was what, like, cued people into the idea that HBO was making great TV shows. Because mm-hmm. they had The Wire and The Sopranos, two of the most, like, right. beloved shows of all time. And those came out in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But then Game of-, Game of Thrones was, like, that show where people were like, oh, HBO does, like, HBO does good shit. Well, and then that opened them up to so much. You know, it yeah. opened them up to Westworld. It opened Westworld, them up dude. To, like, oh, man. They, since Game of Thrones, so many doors have been opened for HBO. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit biased towards HBO Max as a streaming platform. I think yeah. they've pretty much nailed it. Like, oh, yeah. They've gotten so much right that the other platforms haven't gotten they right. They have such a good catalog of yeah. good stuff. And so I'm happy to see that. I also think that they can kind of use the lack of success from Game of Thrones season eight to their advantage because we're all going to be kind of suffering from recency bias when we compare this show to Game of Thrones. There's going to be a lot of people saying that this show is better than Game of Thrones because of what we left off on. It's not going to take, even even for me, and I I still enjoyed season eight of Game of Thrones. I will admit it. (laughs) <laughs> there is there's a a lot of opportunity here for them to kind of course correct and create yeah. a show that people are going to really revere yeah. by by the time it's done as like you said maybe being as good if not better than it's it's right because it could actually stick the landing and that's that's huge right they're getting, it's huge it's they're huge getting, to have they're that. getting a second chance now right. if we're talking objectively who knows if it's going to be better than, you know, peak Game of Thrones. Right. It's it's hard to say because Game of Thrones is pretty undeniably one of the best TV shows ever made. But we'll see if this show can, can I guess, age a little better than Game right. of Thrones did. Right. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Like we said, like, this is the premiere, right? So we're... Yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Right. We don't want to, we don't want to we jump will. the, we don't want to jump the shark, even though we already are. Um, jumping the shark all right dude let's uh hey thank you for listening to our recap that we thought was going to be short but ended up being about standard episode length um we appreciate you very very much we appreciate the continued support dude did i tell you our top gun maverick viewership rating is insane really oh yeah i haven't looked at uh, oh dude i haven't looked at spotify spotify is the only platform that i actually run the numbers on soundcloud and apple podcasting great pretty fucking nuts Hell yeah. I was shocked. I like that. It's very shocked. It's it's by far our most viewed episode, and it's like doubled our previous Ooh. most viewed episode. Like I very like close to doubling our Dude, previous most viewed episode. I've, had, I've actually had multiple people at work come up to me and ask me about the Top Gun episode. Um, Fucking A, dude. I had like some person at work the other day. I'm not even friends with them on Facebook, mm-hmm. but they <clears throat> liked our Facebook page. Really? For Front Row Podcast. Dude, that's... And like I'm not friends with them. So that was kind of cool. You love to see but, it. Anyway, if you guys like this show, uh, 
subscribe everywhere that we are, yeah. which is everywhere. Pick your favorite platform. We're on Apple Podcasting. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on any of those weird, stupid other apps that you use to... They're not stupid because the apps you're you use stupid. are good. I, good. I appreciate your continued listening and support. It's just we can't really not like sponsored. pull data unless you use the three I just mentioned. Anyway, um, we appreciate your continued support, listening... Like you said, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Email us. We have an email account. We do. Frontrowmedia1 at gmail.com. Yeah. We are now Front Row Podcasts everywhere that you can find us. Facebook, um, Instagram, all the platforms where all the platforms our audio is on, it's Front Row Podcast. We had to focus a little bit. Yeah. Of course, we've still got lofty goals, but yeah. for now, we are Front Row Podcasts. It'll make mm. it easier on you guys to find us. Yes. Um, so... You know, like, comment, subscribe, all the great things. Um, mm-hmm. Give us some ratings wherever ratings are available. And leave us some, if you have any, go ahead and leave us some suggestions. Tell us what you want to hear next. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Whatever you got to do, just let us know. Um, we got a whole catalog, essentially, of new shit coming. So gear up. Strap yeah, in. We're in a good place right Strap now, Strap in because it's, it's coming. We are Dom. in a good place. Listen, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your wife, tell your neighbor, tell the waiter that serves you at the next restaurant you go yeah, to. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably like Tell it. anyone. Say, hey, do you like movies or TV shows? We're not really, we don't really do TV shows, but we're going to. We dabble. We dabble. We dabble. And we're dabbling again. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you next we'll time. We'll see you in a few <clears throat> weeks. Oh, sorry. Are you? I'm going to die. Are you it's alive? Fine. Yeah, we're okay.